Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show. We are back. Regular broadcasting here on Off the Cuff. We have been away for a couple weeks doing the March Madness series. I wouldn't necessarily say we've been away, but we have taken a step back from doing the normal format of the show and doing the March Madness series because uh, I had my March Madness crew meet up every week and we would cover the rounds of the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. So if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to any of those episodes, go back and do that. But let's continue on with the regular format of Off the Cuff, episode 207. I hope everybody's doing okay. We reached another landmark here on Off the Cuff. I said in the 200th episode when I was interviewed by Zach Kahn, I said one of the things that I want to do and try different with the podcast is do live video streaming. Well, if you haven't noticed, on Facebook Live from the Off the Cuff page, we actually broadcasted live for the first time, and we did two videos. We did an episode over the first two rounds of the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament, and then we did another episode of the Road to the Final Four. So if you haven't checked out those videos, you can go ahead and take a look. We didn't get to record from the studio that we always record in. Uh, We had to make do with what we had because we had to get everybody together. So we did those podcasts. Uh, We did one show from my apartment. We did another show from uh, Jordan's apartment. So you don't get really a good stage when you see these videos of what it looks like in the studio of Off the Cuff. But I promise you, eventually, Off the Cuff will go live from the actual studio that we always are broadcasting from. And you'll be able to see what it looks like there. So I've been looking at what's been trending online, what's been going on around the world, things that might catch your eye, things that might uh, spark your interest. And I feel like there would be a lot of things that has happened uh, since I've been doing the March Madness series because I've been so focused on sports. I figured when I went online to see if there was a lot of content to talk about today, and surprisingly there was not. But I did see something that I do want to address, and I think that will spark a lot of people's interest. A lot of people get high. A lot of people, uh, in some way, shape, form, or fashion, they get high, whether it's off pills, whether it's off weed, whether it's off smelling gas, whether it's uh, crack, whether it's cocaine. A lot of people get high. And what's fascinating about people getting high is that they're always chasing a way to get higher and higher and higher. And marijuana is probably the most common way that people get high. They smoke weed. But, yeah, a lot of ways, weed seems harmless. And uh, actual marijuana, the actual marijuana plant, studies have shown that there is not a lot of harm that it does to your body. Not saying that there's zero harm, but there's not a lot. What makes it harmful is when people start lacing this weed with things. People, you've heard of lacing weed with cocaine or lacing weed with uh, other drugs. Well, apparently now people are lacing their weed with bug spray. That's right, bug spray. There is an active ingredient in bug spray. It's a chemical compound known as pyrethroids. And this chemical causes people to act out uh, out of their mind. Uh, People have reported uh, that 
people who have inhaled this chemical, this bug spray from the weed or tobacco, whatever they're lacing it, uh, whatever they're lacing. Uh, they're finding people pulling dirt, trying to eat the dirt, eat the grass, taking off all of their clothes. It's driving them crazy, but of course. I mean, they're inhaling a chemical that is used to kill other things. So I don't know why people think that bug spray is a safe alternative to get high. A lot of things aren't safe alternatives to get high, but why take an ingredient that is used to kill other things? Now, bug spray is not used to kill humans. You can't kill a human being with bug spray. But I am sure that if you drink that bug spray or you, you know, dr even taste the bug spray, it's going to make you sick. And it could kill you. But people are doing it anyway. Uh, you know, druggies, they'll do anything at all costs to get high. They'll do anything to cause themselves to have a buzz. But this drug now has a street name. It's called KD. And uh, like I said, it's found in marijuana mostly, but others are using it to lace their tobacco as well. When you spray bug spray on a bug, it causes temporary paralysis and then causes them to die. So I don't know the effect that it has on a human being other than the symptoms that I described just a little bit ago, but um, I wouldn't risk it. And guys, if you're smoking tobacco or weed, be careful. Please be careful because you think that you're smoking regular weed from a marijuana plant but when you get it off the street, you have no idea what that person has laced it with. You have no idea if they've laced it with crack or, or uh, cocaine or ecstasy or any type of little special oils or, or uh, even bug spray. I mean, they could spray anything on that weed and you would never know it until it's possibly too late. So just be careful. I never do this. This is really out of character for me. I rarely ever get involved with people yelling and talking about controversial things over the internet. But the other day, I was on YouTube, and you know where on YouTube it has those recommended videos for you to look at? Well, for some reason in one of my recommended videos list, there was a video of a pastor named Steven Anderson. And I clicked on his video and he is the most hateful preacher I have ever heard in my life. He is from Tempe, Arizona, and he is supposed to be a Baptist preacher, and he is the pastor of Faithful Wood Baptist Church. And this guy, I think if you listen to the video, you will better understand what I'm trying to say. It makes me sick to my stomach. It makes me want to punch him in the face. But biblically, the Lord does not want us to resort in violence. So I, I just need to pray for this man to get right because he really got me angry the other day. Listen to his video. What I'm about to play is an interview that he was doing. Before I let you listen to the sermons, some of the sermons that he preaches, and not the whole sermons, just little snippets, I want you to listen to this radio interview he did when someone asked him if he thought he was a prophet. The host asked him if he thought he was a prophet. And listen to his answer. Yes, I do. Absolutely. I believe that God has chosen me to be a prophet to the nations, to preach the word of God, and to sound it out with no fear. 
Okay, so there's that. But now I want you to listen to some of the sermons that he preaches. Here is a few snippets, a few sound bites of some of the sermons that this man preaches. Oh, we need to pray for him that he finds Jesus. I'm going to pray that he dies and goes to hell. Are you serious? I have nothing but hate. I hate him with a perfect hatred. I have no love. No love. I hope he dies today. I hope he dies and goes to hell. He's disgusting. He's filthy. He's reprobate. Oh, you're hateful. No, I'm loving. You don't have love. You know, I love Christians. I love unsaved people. Now, I've studied the Bible. (laughs) Amazing. This guy is... um, He's what's wrong with the... it, It... I don't know. It really puts me at a loss of words when I hear him. I don't know what to say about people like him. Someone who sh- who is has such a hateful spirit about him, who is who never mentions the love of God in his sermons, and this guy has a huge following on Facebook. But I don't think it's a following because of his message. I seriously think people are smarter than that not to fall under his cult. I think that people just like clowns, and he's a clown to most of the subscribers to his videos and people are entertained by his controversial remarks. I don't think they follow his remarks. He's just entertaining to watch because he's so stupid. And the guy needs a good old-fashioned whooping. I'm serious. And I'm going to control my temper on him because I'm telling you, it's it's hard to pray for people like that. It really is. But I don't want to talk about his hatred and then me spewed out hate. So I just need to pray for this guy. He's a dangerous guy to listen to. Don't listen to him. If you want to be entertained by a clown, go listen to him. But do not follow his message. You guys know that I'm a big fan of Dr. Ruckman. I've sat under Dr. Ruckman video ministry. I've sat under it. I mean, I've watched maybe over 100 Dr. Ruckman videos. And I even did a tribute to Dr. Peter Ruckman on this show. When he passed away, it was a loss to the world. It was a loss to a lot of Christians. A lot of people got saved under Dr. Ruckman's ministry. And he stood by God's word. He stood by the King James Bible. And he stood by the truth until the day he died. And now that he's dead, this pastor Stephen Anderson... Stands behind his pulpit and says this. You know, and I I hope, I honestly hope that Peter Ruckman's in heaven, but he's probably in hell. Because he was such a big false teacher. I hope he's in heaven. I, I, I Look, hell's a horrible place. I wouldn't want him to be there. But I have a feeling he probably went the same place that Prince went on the same day. That's what I think. I'm just giving you my opinion. This is not the Lord. This is my judgment. I think Peter Ruckman's in hell right now. But you know what? I hope he's in heaven. And if he is in heaven, he does not want you to follow his stupid teachings on divorce or the rapture or anything else. Let me stop it there. He talks about divorce. I take that very personal because... The men of God that I have set under and learned under, who the people who I have learned the most about when it comes to the Bible, 
and people who have helped me grow spiritually are men who have been divorced. So you cannot sit there and tell me that God does not use a man that's been divorced from his wife. One, you don't know the situation of what happened in the marriage. There could have been infidelity. What are you supposed to do? Stay with someone regardless of what happens? A lot of these men can't help that they're divorced. But you cannot convince me that a divorced man is not someone that is used by God. And that includes preaching. Because I am walking proof. And my spiritual walk from God is been nurtured by the preaching of men who have been divorced. So I take that very personal. <laughs> because if he's in heaven, he's one of the least in the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Because he taught people not to obey these commandments. He did. He taught them not to be obeyed, and he's up there sweeping the floor up there. If he's, and I hope, I hope he's up there sweeping. <laughs> Because I, I I sincerely believe that he's probably in the other place. And you hear the people laughing in the background. They you, you hear him laughing. And he's – what a thing to say about Dr. Peter Ruckman. He said that he's probably in hell, but if he's not in hell, he's sweeping the floors of heaven. Because – and look. The reason I say that is because most of his followers are heading for the other place. Oh, okay. Based on the st- followers. Yeah, people like to say that Dr. Ruckman has followers. They're called Ruckmanites. You know, it's it, Ruckman is the Noah be-all. Ruckman is not the Noah be-all. We don't serve Ruckman. Ruckman is not the, you know, Jesus Christ. He's not someone to be served or worshipped. He is a teacher, I believe, used by God to deliver God's word. And listen to how disrespectful this man is, this this Stephen Anderson is, about Dr. Peter Ruckman. And he said that Dr. Ruckman followers, I guess he's talking about these so-called Ruckmanites, they call them, are going to hell. Or maybe he's saying anyone who listens to Dr. Ruckman is going to hell. What a phony. What a piece of frustrating stuff that they teach on the gospel. Every follower of his I've ever met was on their way to the other place, unfortunately. But look, I don't hate him, but I hate his teaching, and it makes me sick. Because, I, you know, I, I, I feel like God feels I hate divorce. Here he goes again, and it, divorce. Look, if you've been divorced and you're remarried, I'm not mad at you. He's not mad at you guys. I'm not mad at you. I don't hate you. I'm not trying to beat you over the head or make you feel bad. I don't want you to feel second class. Oh, okay. Well, now we can uh, sleep like babies now because we know that Pastor Steven Anderson isn't mad at you if you have been divorced. You know, I mean, because, look, you can't get in a time machine and go back and change the fact that you're divorced. You can't change that. So what's the point in hanging that over your head? I don't want to hang that over your head. Oh, shut up. You are such a passive-aggressive person. Don't want to hang it over your head, but you but you keep bringing it up. Shut up. Shut up. But anyway, this guy, false prophet, a wolf in sheep's clothing. And really, I don't even think it's sheep's clothing. He's pretending to be this pastor, and he's just full of hate. Check him out if you want to see someone who is full of hate and, pre- and teaches false messages. God's going to deal with him. For talking about men of God like he does, 
and talking about independent Baptist preachers like he does and being as hateful as he is, God will deal with him in his own way. I promise you that. No matter how good a person is and no matter how much he serves God, he is not exempt to bad things happening. Clearly, I've been a fan of Dr. Peter Ruckman and his teachings and the work that he has done for the Lord. I'm a big fan of it. And he was a good man and he lived a long life. 94, 95 years as a matter of fact. Dr. Ruckman was fortunately not alive to witness the darkest day in his family, I think it's safe to say. His son, P.S. Ruckman Jr., has recently just committed one of the most horrific acts I've ever heard or read about. I uh, was at work, and my dad called me, and he said, Did you hear what happened to the Ruckmans? And I said, No, what happened? And he went on to tell me that Peter Ruckman's son, who went by P.S. Ruckman Jr., apparently took his own life, shot himself, killed himself. But the story gets even darker than that. And um, basically the story is this. Uh, Peter Ruckman Jr. was married to this woman named Heidi Ruckman. She was an attorney, and P.S. Ruckman was a very prominent college professor. He taught political science and specialized in presidential pardons. Very successful couple. Ruckman was nationally known for his work with presidential pardons and done many TV spots. They had two children together, Christopher Ruckman, age 14, and John Ruckman, age 12. Well, the Ruckmans recently had gotten a divorce. Ironically, I was just talking about divorce, but they got a divorce last year, last August of 2017. And uh, as most couples do with their children, they share joint custody of their two sons. Well, the weekend was approaching for Heidi Ruckman to have her boys for the weekend, according to her visitation. And her boys never showed up on the weekend that, that she was supposed to have them. So she got uh, the police to do a courtesy check, and she called police officers to show up at the Ruckman household to check on her sons to make sure everything was okay. And what they found inside was her ex-husband, P.S. Ruckman, and the two sons, Jack and Chris, shot dead. And it was later discovered that P.S. Ruckman murdered his two sons and then took his own life. The bodies were found in their own individual bedrooms. The home was located at 4600 block of Shandan Woods Drive. This was news that shocked the entire community. It has shocked the Christian world. I, people who have followed Rugman, uh, his dad, uh, knew of his son most likely. And as is I, everyone was shocked by the news. No one knew of any uh, past history with this family having problems. Of course, you know, they were divorced, but no one's seen this coming. No one's seen this dark day ever approaching uh, something like this in the Ruckman household. I personally have tried to sit down and figure out what possesses a person who 
seems to love their children, who seems to be proud of their children, take their lives. And if you want my two cents, um, the only thing that I can rationalize is that he hated his ex-wife. She hurt him really bad. And he wanted her to be miserable. And he knew that the only thing that would make her miserable would be to kill his her two children. And he knew that if he killed himself, she would get over it. He knew that the two most important things in that woman's life was her children. And he knew that that was the way to make her miserable for the rest of her life. Well, he succeeded. He did take away her two favorite things that she loved the most in this world. And he probably has made her miserable for the rest of her life. So he did succeed at that. That's the only thing that I can think of that rationalizes the situation. As dark as it is and as selfish as it is, sometimes people stoop to a level that you never think that they could stoop to. And to be honest with you, everyone is capable of committing acts that they never thought that they would. All people think, oh, I would never get to that point to where I would want to hurt my own children. You don't know what you would do. The human mind is not perfect. People snap. Things make people completely snap. I don't know the relationship that P.S. Ruckman Jr. had with the Lord. If he had a very close relationship with the Lord, you're more likely to be bothered by the devil. And I don't know if P.S. Ruckman Jr. was demon-possessed at the time of murdering his sons and taking his own life. I don't know. That makes rational sense to me that he would be demon-possessed to do that. But it just goes to show no matter what kind of family that you grow up in, because P.S. Ruckman Jr. grew up in a family where his dad stood by the Bible, served God, and Jr. grew up watching his dad, probably admiring his father. It's safe to assume that P.S. Ruckman Jr. did have a relationship with the Lord. His sons attended a private Christian school. Uh, they attended church on a daily, on a weekly basis. His sons were very talented young men. They both played instruments. They both were in a band. Uh, reports have said that the two boys were inseparable. They were each other's best friends. They were popular, smart, social, vibrant. And many of the students at the school that attended the school with those boys attended their funeral. And they paid tribute to their friends by decorating their lockers, sticking sticking notes on the lockers of the boys, writing them little messages. And the principal, he released a message on his uh, YouTube channel uh, talking about the young men. But it was a very tragic situation. And... Um, you know, I, I looked on YouTube at P.S. Ruckman's YouTube channel, and 90% of the videos on his YouTube channel is of his two sons, and you can check that out. But just going to YouTube and typing in P.S. Ruckman Jr., you'll find videos of his sons playing those instruments that I talk about. His son, Chris, was the leader of their band. It was called uh, Vitamin Gang. Here's a clip of the boys playing in their band. That's good. Jack Workman on the drums. 
there's several videos on there of the boys playing their music. Musical prodigies. You also see videos of Chris Rutman playing the national anthem at for his high school a lot. Introduce to you a seventh grader from Rockford Christian. He is a self-taught guitarist, Christopher Hamilton Rutman, for the playing of our national anthem. So, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to the show. I'm Adam Banks. This has been Off the Cuff. We will see you in the next episode.